Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. <clears throat> Let's go. Let's, uh, make sure you guys are recording. Um, I will double check. I'm recording. I'm recording also. Right on. Let's do this then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. And now. And we got Chris Ryber back on the show. What's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, Chris. What's up, man? Right. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> All right. So this is episode 196, Review Series, Volume 5, Synergy 696 with Ryber. Awesome. Yeah, we got to be able to shorten that up. <laughs> that thing is long. That's going to be the longest URL ever. <laughs> yeah, we've only done five or up to now four reviews. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're going to be um, cranking some of these out. I know, uh, Andy, you got the XL ready to go, right? It's locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Nice. And then, Kevin, you're going to do the Oxy 5 soon? Yes, sir. Cool. And by the time we get through those, I should have uh, the gas are broken in and tuned. And so, yeah, because at the rate we go, it'll be another six months before yeah. we get through those. Exactly. Two. And I'll finally get through that breaking gallon. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So let's catch up with everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? I can go first. Actually, I want to go first. Go first. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Yeah. I did absolutely nothing. All right, who's next? Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, I, I really did. I hadn't. I have done no buying, no wrenching, no flying. Not even cleaning up the garage or anything. I just uh, I've been busy at work, so I haven't been able to do much uh, of anything else after yeah. the fall mowdown. So that's cool. Cool. Yeah. So Kevin, I know you wrote here. Like you wrote. What what a biblical <laughs> what is that Javier says? <laughs> <laughs> no, you wrote quite a quite a paragraph here, so let's uh let's catch up with you. It's been a couple of weeks. All right. We'll consult the book of Kevin, chapter four, verse five, six through thirty seven. No, I'm only kidding. Uh <laughs> dude, I went to Fall Mode and I'll pick it up right there. You guys did a great show last week. Gotta say Andy did an awesome job editing. Thank you. First time. Yeah, I mean, it was good, dude. And I got to, like I said, I want to pick it up at the fall mowdown. Uh, I drove down Saturday morning, five hours, left Sunday morning for five hours coming back. And in between, I don't even know how many hours I was there. I got there around 2 p.m. in the afternoon on Saturday, and I left early Sunday morning. And a lot of people will say, what the hell is wrong with you? Why did you do that just for that short period of time? And let me explain. First of all, I love going down there because it's a lot of fun and the guys are great. But, man, I went down there and within the first maybe two hours in our little corner where we were at, staying with Ron Riccio, mm-hmm. the little corner of the field there, I saw some amazing flights, like just amazing flights. Mitch Morosa, um, that other kid we were hanging out with, Brendan, Brendan Heyer, man, he yep. flew both great pilots. And then Jason Bell came out with the glow go and just blew me away man he yeah. wasn't doing anything like he wasn't doing anything really like obnoxiously crazy 
he was just really precise, really good flight, like doing funnels one way and then coming around and doing them the other way. Just had a real good flight. And Steve, you videoed that, and uh-huh. man, anybody wants to check it out, it's on Facebook. And uh, dude, uh, yeah. you guys, you guys really didn't run over, run down the names of the people we hung out with. I was just gonna go through it really quick. Sure, if you guys don't mind. Our buddy uh, Dan the Man was there, hanging out the whole time, man. With with him and Frank came up from Florida. Frank Moore Dios with Ryan Zanow. They were right across the camper from us, man. I had a great time with those guys, and uh, saw Kyle Schneider and Larry, his buddy Larry, Frank and Steve, uh, John, who I hung out with at Urcha. Saw him there. He was a guy I was kind of hanging out, uh, watching the night flying that was going on. Of course, hung out with Mike Sobey and uh, Shaggy, Shaggy Parker, mm-hmm. and Mitch Moroso also. He mentioned him, Brendan Heyer, and chatted with Raja for a little bit, but I was probably a few drinks in when I was chatting with Raja. <laughs> but uh, a guy named Tony came up to me, man, and I met him last time I was there. I think it was either Spring Fling or the last time I was there last year, and was just like... And I recognized him right away. And I hadn't, I only met this guy once, saw him last year. And, and just, he was like, really cool guy. And he was like, Hey, I like, love the show. I really enjoyed the episode where it was just me and Andy and just shooting the shit about movies and stuff like that. Yep. But, um, really, uh, I have to admire this guy. And only for the fact that he, he's been to this event now twice that I know of. I met him twice. And he's only doing tail in hovering, man. The guy comes to an event where these guys are throwing around like crazy. Probably doesn't even understand half the stuff he's seeing. Goes out there anyways and, you know, he's not a young guy. Not an old guy, but he's not a young guy. And still doing the tail in hovering and, and just, you know, he's like, I'm having fun. I'm still having fun. And I'm like, man, that's awesome, dude. You know? And I got to thinking, <laughs> who has a big bigger set of balls to come to a fun fly like that? Like somebody that can just throw down like they've done a billion times? Or with all that shit going on, go out there and just like mm-hmm. do the best they can tail and hover, man. I, I thought that was great, man. Really cool. Okay. Nice. So nice meeting Tony, man. Again. Um, I had an Oxy four flight that I went up with and we immediately heard some grinding going on. And it was funny. Kyle was there, Kyle Schneider, and I think Dan was there. And I was doing a couple of things. It was just sounding like you know, one of those aliens from the movie Alien, and uh, it was just horrific. So I landed and came down, and of course, there wasn't a lot of teeth left on the Oxy-4 main gear, <laughs> and I just said, okay, and I put it back out there, and they were all looking at me, and they're like, you're still going to fly it? I was like, yeah, what the hell? Well, Did you have well, to how- jump start it? <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad, but it was it was pretty bad. Like, every time I did a full collective punch out, it was just ripping. <laughs> it was, you could hear it. It was pretty bad. Uh, but that was, that was, that was pretty funny. Um, and I flew my Oxy 5, uh, I flew the 550. I only brought three helicopters down with me because my 690 was laid up and so was the Glogo. So dude, that ends like what I missed, I think. So I went flying this weekend, this Saturday, and I fixed the 690 between those two weekends, which I needed. I ordered frame sides because one of the rollers was was hitting and i said you know what for for 70 bucks you know 35 bucks a piece i'll just get brand new frames you know and just uh redo it and oh and that 
<laughs> dumbass me, I ordered it before I went down to full mowdown. Wasn't sure if I was going down or not, you know, sure how it was going to work. And I ordered blades for the Glogo. I pull in and Shannon from Only Fine Hell, he sees me and he's like, Kevin, what's wrong with you? You ordered parts and then, you know, I'm coming down here. Why didn't you tell me you were coming down here? I was like, actually, I didn't even know if you were going to be here. I didn't know if I was going to be here. But, dude, he five minutes, he's like, hold on. Goes to his truck. He pulls out my parts and hands them to me. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Because now I can just drive home and start working on Sunday night, you know? Yep. Really cool. So this week, this Saturday, I went flying with Mike D and a couple other guys at our local field. And I met Mike D in the morning. And I don't know what everybody's routine is. uh, But normally, I just get in a Jeep. I pack it up, get in a Jeep. I drive down. And maybe I'll stop for breakfast at, like, quick check or something, you know? Grab something really quick on the way down. This time, Mike D was like, hey, why don't you meet me for breakfast? We'll go to a diner, you know? New Jersey is the diner capital of the world, so we found a diner and um, met in Edison at a diner. And that was one of the best things I had ever done before flying, man, because it was really cool. Well, not only did we get a chance to hang out and shoot the shit, you know, I met him at, like, 9 o'clock, had a really good breakfast, didn't need to eat lunch because we were still full from breakfast, man, and just had a really good day flying, you know? And it was nice to just start it off that way. So I got a bunch of flights on the Oxy-4, still with the stripped main gear. I didn't didn't fix that, Um, was flying that. I just jammed the motor into the main gear a little bit more and uh, was was flying that. And then I dumb-thumbed it at one point. I think I was doing... I had, I had one of you guys was talking about doing, uh, I think it was one of the maneuvers, F3N or F3C, where you're going backwards and you're doing a, uh, axial roll, you know, as you're, as you're going in reverse. And yeah, I, I think I did that once and then I tried for a second one. And then when I tried to swing around out of it, I just lost orientation. It was way down the end of the field. And, um, but I just, I just hit throttle hold and it, it, I just landed it. I, I think I popped a link off or something like that. But I was I was done flying that, um, because the link kind of was a little sh- it was a little sketchy. I didn't want to fly it anymore. I said I probably could, but I was like, you know, what? it's a little sketchy. It was a little bent. Surprised you didn't just put some chewing gum around it or something and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had the Oxy Five with me. I had the Five Fifty. I had the Six Ninety, and I also had an airplane. What? Yeah, I'll nice. give everybody a chance to let that sink in. Yeah, I flew my uh, Spock. That I got from, uh, Ricky Cricky. And that's the s from FMS. Nice. And, uh, good, good flying plane, man. And, uh, dude, I picked up where I kind of, where I left off. I had a little, when I was going inverted, it was a little like, which way's the rudder go and which way the ailerons go, but I was still tooling around with it, you know? It was some mm-hmm. fun. It was fun to fly a plane. Uh, but I had a great time flying the helicopters, man. Oxy Fly's flying good to 690. It was great to fly that. Of course, dumbass me. Now, I didn't drink it all Friday night, so I forgot my power cord for my charger. I forgot my canopy for the 690. I think I forgot a couple other things, and I'm like, man, see what happens when I don't have a drink on Friday night? I forget I know, everything. right? So at 690, I got no canopy on it, and everybody's like, oh, going without the canopy. I'm like, yeah, because well, yeah, it's like an hour away. And I was having some really good flights with that. And I watched Jason Bell at at uh, Fall Mowdown and his flight. And what stuck out uh, that I could actually do was I've been doing TikToks for a while, but I haven't been doing the the real 
slow. Like he was doing them slow and snappy, you know, very precise, like 45s. So I started doing that way off like rainbows back and forth. And then I said, wow, I'm actually getting that, that snappiness, you know, that, that kind of pop when you stop mm-hmm. and uh, started doing them like that. And I was amazed at how, how much better they were looking and how much easier it was to do them and how I wasn't losing altitude uh, at all. I was just like, wow. And I, I, every flight I flew, I, I tried to make sure I, I remembered how to do that. I was really, I was really like not impressed with myself, but I was really, you know, like, wow, I'm actually doing this. What I saw him do, which was, uh, I thought was really cool. It's having, I was having a good time with, uh, the helis, man. Nice. I started doing more auto rotations with 690 and <laughs> Mike T. Man, he's cracking me up. Like I started going up Andy and I'm going up pretty high and I'm spinning around and I'm getting around good head of steam and I'm hitting mm-hmm. idle and it's coming down and it's kind of coming down like a slide, you know, like I'm coming mm-hmm. down pretty good. And when I get to the bottom, I'm, I'm coming along the runway. So now I kind of like got to stop and bank. It's almost like what Al Talone was telling me he was doing. Like he kind of puts that heli sideways almost mm-hmm. in the other direction and then lands. Yeah, you got a flare. Well, I'm flaring, but I'm. I'm like tailing to myself and I'm like almost knife edge to stop, you know, cause I'm coming oh, down okay. so fast. The one time I did it, I didn't think I was, I was going too fast than I should have been going. And I kind of stopped it and then landed. And Mike D was like, I got to go to the port John. Cause I just got a chubby. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fucking Mike. Jeez. Ah, <laughs> he cracks me up. Yeah. You know, and he's at the field. It's just so much fun. We have so much fun, man. I can imagine. But biggest highlight of the day, our buddy Jeff came out. Uh, I know. Semi- I saw the picks. Semi-retired buddy Jeff, man, uh, who was on the show for. I don't think ep- he could even legally fly at that field. I'm sure he didn't renew his name, eh? No, he didn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> knowing Jeff, he probably let that shit lax because he hasn't flown in, what, three years? Oh, uh, yeah, because I said a year or a year and a half, and he was like, no, it's longer than that. Yeah. I don't know if he does have his AMA. I know I he's probably it. not a member of the he's club. He's definitely not a member of the club, but I doubt he would have renewed that. You know, like, that's 75 bucks you don't need to pay for if you're not flying. Yeah, I got to ask him. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. But he comes out, dude, not flying for whatever, uh, two years, picks up right where he left off, was landing he just brought out like three planes. He has the um, Hobby Zone or what is that? Uh, the Beaver, that the one that everybody has. Um, I forget who makes that. Oh, who's that? E Flight. Uh, no, it's not, make it? the, it's not E Flight. No, it's not or FMS. Hobbies, uh, Park Zone. I think it's Hobby Zone or Park. Maybe not Park Zone. It's the it's the the you know the maroon the and white one. Yeah. yeah, that everybody had like, oh, a couple years ago. Me I don't know now. what you're talking about. I can't oh, yeah. think of it. Yeah, had that, and he had uh, Twisted Hobbies. Fly Zone. Fly Zone. Maybe. Yeah, Fly Zone Beaver. Yep, that's what it was. He had, the fly, he had that. He had the uh, Twisted Hobbies Crack Beaver and the, the other one that he has, the... Uh, I forget what it is. It's like, MCSX? MC... Yeah. MXXC? Or something MXS like that. or something yeah. like that? One of those things, yeah. And just, he picked up, like I said, right where I left off. He was flying great, man. Landing great. There was a perfect day, dude. It was like 65 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, no wind. It was it was great, and there was just like three of us out there. So 
It was it was cool. We had a, we had a great day, man. I had a lot of flying in, and uh, it's good to see Jeff. The other thing I just wanted to add is, uh, Andy, you were one hundred percent right talking about the Telerotor podcast. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to listen to that, man. The seven hundred comparison that they did was outstanding, man. Really good show. Yeah, I think I listened to that last week going down to more, one of the jobs I had had to do. I mean, really good job those guys did. I agree. Everyone should check it out, especially if you're looking to buy a 700 anytime soon. Yeah. Really surprised me with uh, a lot of their findings. You know, they kind of broke it down to the cost of the model and then the cost of a crash kind of mm-hmm. on an average, you know, right. comparing, comparing right. parts. Right. Yeah. And, I, and one thing that I forgot to mention that I was kind of interested in is for me, it seems like the, uh, the crash cost is almost more important in your decision than the cost of the kit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a, the extremes either way, but when the kits are all within a couple hundred bucks, yeah. That's a one-time expense where you're going to be buying parts many, many times. Uh-huh. So it, it's cool the way they broke it down and didn't just go on the, the kit cost. Right. And they had some, you know, uh, highlights to their to their findings, you know, like uh, they were saying that. I mean, they didn't get too crazy as into like sure. I, I've never, you know, bent a main gear on a goblin, you know, or I mean a main shaft, uh, that kind of thing. But uh, it was very interesting. I mean, you know, I, for one, didn't realize there was that many kits out there, you know, 20 yeah, of them they were talking about. Yeah. They did nitro and electric, which was uh, pretty good. So, yeah. So check it out. Yep. Nice. That's enough about that. We don't want Monty's head to get any bigger than it already is. <laughs> it's, already, it's already the size of Virginia now. Oh, no. Nice. So. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Um, aside from. I'm still printing out parts like mad. I'm just that printer hasn't stopped running since I got it. Yeah, how's your R2 coming? Yeah, I was going to say. So when's the R2 going to be done? I got the one leg finished. I have to do the foot, and the foot is in two parts, and it's like 24 hours each part. It's ridiculous. Wow. Uh, and How I much wanted filament to, do you think you're going to go through? I don't know, man. The foot, the leg, and the the legs, the legs probably two rolls, uh, and then the foot, yeah. So it's probably gonna be wow. It's probably gonna be like twenty something rolls, easy. Uh, but I've been also sidetracked on some other stuff. Like I've been doing a a thing for Halloween and uh, a one thing for my daughter, and then just other silly projects that I'm seeing. Like uh, there's this like cylinder this big like lamp looking cylinder that's all all leds and it does different things and it's pretty cool and then jeff and i are going back and forth constantly because he's got his new printer and he's been printing out tons of stuff nice so uh yeah dude but i got two of them are running like constantly but uh that's all i've been up to man It's, it's been freaking crazy it's been busy and it's been a lot of fun and really enjoying flying man lately what have you been up to andy me i've been getting quite a bit of flying in as well awesome yeah i flew almost every day last week this week uh still doing the charging up packs first thing in the morning go out get a couple flights and then go start working 
Uh, and then one evening I did some sliding auto practice with the gasser. And that was easier than I was expecting. Like I do a lot of sliding autos, but only, you know, five foot, 10 foot or something like that. But I thought I'm, I'm hoping to get down to the hell extravaganza and I want to participate in this sliding auto contest with the skis. I'm sure you've heard about it. Yeah. So I thought, well, I better kind of see what I can do. Well, I was getting some really amazing sliders with the skids in my two, two and a quarter inch tall grass here in the backyard. Wow. So I'm really looking forward to strapping some skis on there and that putting green type grass they have at Triple Tree. I think, <laughs> oh, I, I think yeah, I think I'll, I'll get some distance going. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, and then other than that, I was able to get that Timber X maiden that I talked about last week. Uh, I, I wasn't able to do the four cell battery cause the, I, I ordered a four cell cause I didn't have any in that size that I needed like a 2200 four cell and the fir- the number one cell was bad when I got it. Oh, so man. yeah, I was bummed out about that. I got to send that back and get it. Oh, that sucks. Get it replaced. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, have you guys ever had got bad batteries? Like just only fresh once. out of the gate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. only once. And yeah, I've been lucky, it. I guess. I've never had one. So I got to deal with that. It's not a big deal. but What kind of battery? Who made it? It's an OptiPower. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, my experience with Pulse was really good. I just had to take some pictures of the bad cell. Sure. And uh, along with the rest of, uh, you know, the cells. Right. And yeah, I got it. Email. I, I got it. Got another one. I got it from A-Main. And okay. I, I was like, well, I always heard OptiPower's really good brand. So let's try one of those. So I'm like, oh, man, just my luck. Oh, <laughs> so I'm man. sure they'll take care of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I wasn't able to fly it on 4S, but I flew it on 3S quite a bit, and it flies pretty good on 3S. Like it'll it'll hold a hover and stuff and go vertical. It's just not super fast. I'm sure the 4S will be much better. Right. But to be honest, I'm a little underwhelmed with this thing. Oh, like yeah? it's a it's a great size, and I I think I was kind of hoping it would be a small foam version of my turbo Bushmaster, but that it ain't. <laughs> so <laughs> it's got a few little issues. Um, it, it, I haven't bought an E-flight plane in a while. So, you know, it's a $200 plane. So I guess you get what you pay for. Uh, the servos are kind of crappy and, the elevator's doing a weird thing. You can't really get as much deflection as I think you should need. But even with what it has at full deflection, one side is, I guess, warping or or maybe deflecting in the wind. But when you pull a full elevator, it rolls out real bad. Oh, geez. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so I got to do something with that. Uh, I did set it up with the mixing and stuff and mix the, the flaps to the ailerons. And that works really well. Mm-hmm. It rolls really nice. nice. But it, it, I can't do the nice like waterfalls and 
uh, snappy elevator type stuff that I was doing with the, the Bushmaster. So I think I might this winter get some good servos put in there and maybe redo the, the push rod setup. Cause it, it uses like this, it's kind of a thin piano wire type thing through a tube, but off the tail side, it's unsupported like three inches. So there's a lot of room for yeah, flex. And flex and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just not a super robust setup. When you're going up with the elevator, like, well, you know, when you want the plane to go up, is it pulling or pushing? Hopefully it's pulling, right? Um, it's pushing when you're going up. Oh, really? Pulling going down. Yeah. So okay. servos on the bottom. then. Okay. Yeah. Servos on the bottom, but the servos way up, like in the center of the plane. So you got yeah. this super long push rod and they're, oh, wow. they're super, they're sub micro servos Oof. with a long arm on them. So it's like I said, it's not a great setup. Yeah. It needs some like- good strong, like, mks or something stuck in there and maybe a stiffer push rod and i'm sure it would be much better so i might tinker around with it because it's i mean it's an awesome size it's not very big like you can throw it in a car or something it's got the nice uh bush wheels with the spring suspension so oh like flying like a, a timber or a high wing stole plane it flies great I have no complaints, but when you try to start pushing the envelope and doing 3D type stuff, I feel like it kind of uh, eh, kind of doesn't perform as well as I think it could. The battery compartment's really small too. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I wish. Listen, plane manufacturers, let's get some type of battery tray system going. Mm. Why are we still trying to cram batteries down in these little tiny? battery compartments and then get straps around them i mean come on yeah i agree with you there any kind of little plastic tray or something that would snap in that you could just remove and strap the battery to it and then click it in place would be so much better i had a, a system like that for my carbon z cub a guy made them it was a laser cut wood kit and you just glued it together then the yep. tray bolted in in place of the plastic battery tray that was stock. And then you could get the, the trays that held the battery and you strapped them to, and, you, and they just locked in and had a little locking tab that held it. It worked fantastic. I mean, it, it's just so great. I I'm, don't know why we don't see more planes with battery trays. It would just make life so much easier. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that's one complaint. I know a lot of people were bitching that the battery trays on the bottom. I don't mind that. I just pick it up and turn it over. That's not a really a big deal. I yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, I don't find that an issue at all. Because uh, I just soon set it on the table anyway to put the battery in. Getting down in the grass. So if I'm picking it up, I can set it upside down just as easy as I can set it right side up. Right. So, but it needs a bigger compartment or a tray that you could snap in. It wouldn't take much, you know, they're putting a plastic thing in there anyway. Mm -hmm. Just have another little plastic thing that would lock in with a snap or a, I mean, anything. 
Just, yeah, even like a quarter turn kind yeah, of locking yeah, mechanism just, screw. Yeah, right? like a, a little, yeah. Just anything would be better than nothing. Yeah. I guess I'm spoiled with the Haley's. But anyway. You are. Yeah, I know. But anyway, I did fly it. Nice. So that's about it. What about Mr. Rebert? Rybert. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been, man, it's been a few months since I talked to you guys. Um, It's just been a great summer of fun vacations with the family and flying. Uh, I think right now I'm currently sitting at 503 flights for the year, which is pretty good considering how busy busy we've been. Um, Sold my big 35cc uh, PAU extra to a club member of mine to fund the Synergy 696 and my 516 stretch. I built those a week before the heli jam. Uh, The 516 actually replaced my beloved E5 that I had for three seasons. I, uh, I pulled a dumb thumb and drilled that thing in at about 80 miles an hour inverted. And there's about 10% left of it that was survivable. I said, you know what? It's, it's time to time to move on. So I built the 516 stretch, which is basically the E5 on crack. It's lighter. It's quicker. It's got the updated, you know, head sliding battery tray. So that's become my new daily flyer. So I've been having a blast with that. Also coming off, you know, Halley Jam recovery. It was an awesome four-day weekend. Met some great new people this year. Al Talone came up with his family. Uh, Greg Barbudo came up with Ed Johnson. I finally met my buddy Kamar Simmons. And then, you know, same great suspects who always come up. Night flight was awesome. Steve got a flight out there. I got a flight out there. Um, very low crash crash uh, count over the weekend. I mean, it was, it was all in all, it was a great weekend. Great weather, great people, great flying. Anybody lose any helicopters into the beans? No, people were upset there was no beans. Literally, the farmer, yeah. a week and a half before the yeah. show, the farmer actually cleared the field. Ah. Yeah, so we had no beans to chop. Maybe he's smart and realizes what we do every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we did we did we didn't lose one heli to the trees, I thought, right? Well that was purposeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean still went in in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Through the tree. You should see the you should see I was out in the trees the other day looking for the, the club plane I put up in a tree at the fun fly. Mm-hmm. And uh you should see the chunk that thing took out of the tree. Wow. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Um, yes, yeah, so I, kind of, I kind of been missing my, my big PAU. I love the gassers thing, but to get it to the field, I had to take out the car seats, drop the car seats down, you know, the seats down in the car, jam this 35cc gasser in there, and I still get to fly it. You know, it's a club member owned now, so I can fly it, you know, when, when I want. But um, I really like the quality of the PAU, and uh, PAU is known for their – they're basically known for their, like, 50cc up to their 120cc gassers. Um, I guess a lot of people had to beg PAU to come out with a 35cc uh, edge and extra anyways. And they also dabbled in electric. They came out with a PAU extra 300SP. Um, I was debating what I wanted to get. I know I wanted to get a 60-inch uh, acrobatic 3D plane. I could use my batteries out of my um, 516. I fly it with 4100 and 4506S packs. And I was going back and forth with you know, Northwest RC had some stuff. Um, extreme flight. I was looking at their stuff again, and then I came across. I was just browsing PAU site, and uh, PAU they came up with this extra. I don't know if it wasn't a big hit, 
But basically, they had it on sale for two twenty nine for the ARF shipped to my door. Where if I went with Extreme Flight, they are looking anywhere between um, two eighty nine to three sixty nine for a kit, plus another sixty dollars to ship it. So it was a no brainer. Mm-hmm. I talked to Kyle Dahl. Kyle Dahl's been beating the piss out of this extra. Like I go to go to his web page or his uh, Facebook page and watch Kyle fly this this PU extra. It's ridiculous. Um, super overpowered. I've got a it's a six S power system, Scorpion motor. Um, I'm running an 18, 18, no, 16, 16, eight prop on it. So, I mean, it, the thing will almost hover at quarter to half throttle. You, you punch it and it's full vertical climb. So right, right in my wheelhouse, I've been loving it. I probably put a dozen, two dozen flights on it so far. Um, there's some new videos up on my Facebook page and, and YouTube. So been having a blast with that. Um, and another little thing kind of fell in my lap. I've been really wanting not as much as night helicopter. I enjoy, and thank you, Charlie, for letting me fly your goblin every year at my event so I can do a night flight. Um, but I just didn't want to take the time or money to invest into a night flight helicopter that I'm only going to fly a couple times a year. Um, I really enjoyed flying Charlie. Um, Charlie and Devin and my other buddy Scott's uh, night visioneer. Mm-hmm. And a club member had a brand new one in a box. Gave me a killer deal. They still sell it. It's still, it's the still popular plane they sell. I think it's like 249 through horizon hobby i got it from a club member for 150 bucks new in a box he bought it realized nice. it was over his over his head and he's like you know you're the perfect person for it and i said yes i am thank you <laughs> um, nice. so I, I got it i ripped out the receiver because it's got the safe technology and that's the one thing i didn't like about charlie's was if i got on it during night flight too hard it'd start having that elevator shake like an overgain um yep. so, wag. yeah so i i mean i ripped that right out and i immediately just put a v basic neo in it um, and I've got seven flights on that. Like last Friday night, we're having a campfire on my deck in the backyard and, you know, sun's getting darker now at, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock, seven thirty, starting to get dark and, uh, take that out there and get some fall flying with it. Awesome. Um, nice. Also my buddy George in the club, um, he's been trying to excel. I, I got him a blade 360 CFX the last season. So he's been slowly creeping it up and, you know, he puts it in the ground and he's got to repair it. So I told him, I said, listen, I'll buddy box you on anything I own. Problem is, we don't have anybody else in the club with a Mikado radio. I go, eventually this winter, we got to build you a 550. I really think you should move up to uh, V-Control Neo if you're going to have your first big helicopter. Um, and it didn't take much uh, much persuasion. I said, listen, you've got four buddy box sessions coming as soon as that radio arrives. And <laughs> four days later, he, um, he, he gets a brand new touch. So I, I don't even have a touch. I get to play with his. So I haven't really played with it yet. But he, he bought a V-Control touch. And uh, we've probably buddy boxed about six, seven times now. And he's going to build his first 550 over the winter. I think he's going to do either 516 stretch or E5. So we've been having fun playing with my helicopter. He didn't have to worry about crashing because I'm on the buddy box stick uh, button. And he can just go out there and have fun and, and learn on something a little bit bigger than a Blade 360. He's amazed at how stable a 550 can fly. Uh, and then lastly, this Saturday, I just picked up a Traxxas Stampede little RC truck for the kids and myself to bash around. Um, nice. Just put a fun video up on YouTube, I think, last night. Um, Haley's loving it. Haley's loving it. So, you know, get the kids started in RC stuff like the cars, and eventually I'll get them flying. They're still kind of young, and their attention span's not where I want it yet mm-hmm. as far as, you know, aircraft. But the RC car, she is loving the hell out of that thing. Nice. So that's in a nutshell. It's been a fast and furious few months, but uh, 
getting in flying when I can. Luckily, you know, I've got that area across the street from my house. So I say probably 85% of the flights of that 503 flights have been standing in my driveway or front yard, just flying out front. Awesome, dude. Are you still flying those small planes that you were making? Like last time, uh, I don't know if it was last time we talked to you. The, the, the Warbird racers? Yeah. Yeah, we had um, poor Tony who got us started into it. He wanted to do it at all these local events all season, but when we went to the Fun Flies, it was too windy um, because they actually bought like the Red Bull Air Race pylons. Hobby King sells them. They're, they're cheap. They're like 85 bucks. They self-inflate. They run off like four double A's. Um, but we finally did it at our Fun Fly. There's six of us. Um, I came in second. He came in first. I crashed at the end. But it, it was a hoot. You put these, you know, Red Bull Air Race, Hobby King pylons out there, and we all throw them. And yeah, so we did a few times. It's it's been a blast. That's cool, um, man. I fly the RE Core stuff a lot because if I if I get home from work and there's any light left, um, I don't fly anything big out front anymore. Um, after the E5 crash, I'm like, you know, let's just stick with small foamies. So I've been flying a lot the RE Core stuff. That really fits a bill at home. So I, yeah. I put a lot of I put a lot of flights on those. What are you flying that he makes? Uh, like what size? The 32s? Uh, yeah, the 32s. I uh, I reviewed the 32-inch extra when that first came out. And then after flying the extra, I'm like, oh, man, now I got to try Yak. So the, the extra is on 3S, super overpowered. Um, that's just my go out there, you know, beater plane. Don't care what happens to it. I, I, I um, double-sided taped two Dixie cups on the wings and put little parachutes in there. And I do, like, parachute drops for the kid and kids in the backyard. <laughs> nice. Um, and then the Yak... That's like my baby. Like I took super, you know, extra time building that, making sure the glue lines were all clean. And that's, uh, that's got a nice, um, sun, sunny sky motor. Um, and I fly that on two S, but because of the motor and prop combo, that thing will hover at like half throttle. It's, it's very smooth. So that's like my technical, you know, nice 3d, 3d plane. Awesome, man. So I've been having fun with those. That's cool, dude. Yeah. I found that. Uh, I have one uh, 2S Twisted Hobbies plane and one 3S uh, Twisted Hobbies plane. And same thing with the 2S, you know, because of the prop size being, I think it's 9.6 or something like that. It's it's uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. I get, a, I get a long flight time, and it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I'm running the, 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 the prop combo. I found the best. I've tried a bunch of different props. The ones I like and that he recommends, Jim recommends, is that they're gem fan. And I think, like you said, you're correct. I think they're nine by six five, um, yeah. and they're just they're, they're quiet, super powerful. And it, it's funny, I had all those little um, Hobby King Nanotech eight fifty two S packs that I bought for the Warbird racers. Well, normally you fly these little crack yaks and stuff at, on a two S four fifty to six fifty milliamp pack. I strap a eight fifty two cell to that, and I can fly for six to eight minutes three D flying. It's amazing. Nice. So, yeah, so they're fun. Jim's Jim's a good guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jim's great, man. So that's about it, boys, for what I've been up to. Awesome. All right. Uh, so let's get into this main topic and talk about this review, huh? Synergy 696? Yes. Yeah. All right. So what do you think? Well, what's your first impressions? It's a Synergy. Done. Review's done, boys. I can go to bed. <laughs> oh man! Um, uh, no yeah. comment. No first impression. <laughs> first, first impressions, just like all the rest of Matt's kits, uh, packed yeah. very well. You know, everything mm-hmm. comes in its separate boxes. 
Um, you've got the big box that's got all the assemblies in it. Um, digital manual. So what's nice, like Oxy does, you know, a lot of companies do. They do the digital man- manual, which kind of saves money on the retail side, but also you can constantly update changes when you go download it from the website. Um, Matt and especially Rob Cherry took a lot of time laying the manual out. Um, there's little memos that, that's, you know, different parts of the assemblies have little memos to read. So, you know, make sure you're doing this right or make sure, you know, check that. Um, uh-huh. Even us having a beta manual, I think Rob made like four or five changes. So manual is really nice. Definitely recommend checking that out. It's on the website. Um, frames, same, you know, Synergy style frames are super smooth. Um, like I built, I think, 19 SABs and SABs were great kits. Still love them. Um but two things I always did with the SAB kits. One, I had to always wash the carbon fiber parts when I took them out of the box because my hands would be black. Um, and it also, I'd sand some of the frame edges. Um, and and, and with, with some other manufacturers, same thing. But with the Synergy, there's no carbon fiber dust. And it's it's funny. I think I've shown you, Steve, at the Fun Fly. It's a carbon fiber, but it's it's almost like a, it's a smooth carbon fiber. So no need to sand the edges. No need to wash the carbon fiber parts. Um and then all the metal parts are nice quality parts. Nice. Cool. All right. And how did the build go? Uh, all major assemblies come dry assembled like his other helicopters. So you'll need to uh, unassemble all the parts, get familiarized with how they go together. Make sure you lock tight, lubricate everything. Um, I built the airframe itself in the first night. Usually I like to, you know, if it was an Axie 3, I'd slam the whole thing together in a couple hours. Um but with a bigger airframe, I like to build the entire airframe skeleton night one. And then night two is usually electronics and setup. Uh, no, no build issues. All the parts went together well. Um, no need to tweak or modify any fitment. Um, mm-hmm. ton of ton of room. I, you know, it's been a while since I've had a true 700. And, man, I forget how much room is actually on these helicopters. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. The back gyro tray where the Neo sits, it's so wide that I actually have my Scorpion backup guard standing up next to it on the side normally i mount that on the side of the frame and back where i can you know flip it on before my flight i wire loomed all the wires made all those disappear so with the canopy off i mean you can't really see any of the any of the the wiring or, or plumbing of of the, the system nice i always thought matt's helis were very wide framed and open like even the e5 i thought when i was putting 700 components like a 160 hobby wing it was plenty of room it's great oh yeah yeah, the new ones are even more open. I mean, yes. Awesome. All right, so talk to us about your setup. So setup, I'm a yeah. fly barless system. I'm obviously running the Neo. Um, I talked to you, Steve. You know, I flew Castle for years. And I, I, I've been flying Castle since 2012. Mm-hmm. And after Clint Atkins left, and they never kind of reached out to us as far as support to you know who our team manager was, nothing. I'm like, okay. I still support Castle. I still help guys set them up all the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also been flying for George's at Scorpion since 2012. You know, it's always yeah. Castle ESCs, Scorpion Motors, mm-hmm. and I find kind of find time where okay, I'm building a new 700. Yeah, I want something bigger than a the um, 120 because I've been running that Castle HV 120 for years and everything mm-hmm. from a 550 to a 700 performed great. But I knew this was like a true. 700 this is a beefy robust machine so i wanted something bigger unfortunately castle never kind of jumped on board with hearing what the public wanted as far as uh bigger escs Mm -hmm. so i decided after talking to you to pair the scorpion 45 25 520 ultimate motor with the scorpion tribunus 200 esc and let me tell you what 
I can't be any happier. I never had telemetry. I mean, I always flew equipment that mm-hmm. supported telemetry, but I never used it. I never got yeah. into it. I build it. I set it up. I check my tail gains. I check my head speeds, and I go fly. I never touch a model again unless I have to do a new setup if I crash it or something. Sure. Um, so having all these features of the Tribunus, you know, telling me. Great. Oh, it's just everything. I land and I unplug the Neo and all of a sudden my transmitter has all this information, you know, told me my milliamp consumption and flight time. And it's, it's cool. So I'm definitely enjoying, I probably haven't even touched the surface on half the stuff mm-hmm. that I can do with it. Um, I get a bit kind of playing with the al- temperature alarms and, and stuff like that. And I'm actually flying a true milliamp consumption now. I'm not flying a yes. flight timer. It's funny. I have to turn my timer off in the, in the, in the radio because I'm buddy boxing George <clears throat> last weekend and I'm I'm shoving five thousand six S packs and five sixteen stretch so that we can buddy box. Mm-hmm. So typically my timer is set at four minutes when I fly a 41, 4,500 pack. So the mm-hmm. timer is crying to me at four minutes, but we're actually landing at anywhere between six and a half to eight and a half minutes. Yeah. So flying flying million consumption, oh my God, I think that's gonna give me a lot more flight time where before I think I was being more conservative coming down with just a timer only. Well, not only that, like as the batteries get old, you know, you actually um, extend the longevity of those batteries because you won't over discharge by, you know, overrunning them because as the batteries get old, your timer should also decrease. But, you know, who goes back in there and changes that. Right. So it's awesome. Right. So, yeah. So I so I've really been loving the, the Scorpion. Yes. Nice. Um, the kit, I believe, comes with a 13 tooth pinion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I went with a 14 tooth pinion. I am running head speeds on this one that I've, that I've kind of get been comfortable with. I'm really happy with is my old school head speeds. I've always ran on seven hundreds. um, bank one, 1750, nice sport flying soft 3d. Mm-hmm. Mostly I'm in bank two, 1950. I really like yeah. 1950 flying. I can stretch out the flight time. Um, and if I want to just pound on it and have fun, 2150s bank three, the thing is it's insane. 2150 is plenty I think for a 700 helicopter, mm-hmm. unless you're Trek El Sadi, you can watch the video of him flying our 696. He is <laughs> flying at 2750. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like whatever a hundred percent is. <laughs> uh, it's insane. Insane. Yeah. He, and he probably put like an 18 tooth pin in it. Who knows? The guy's yeah. insane. Um, cyclic servos, something new. I'm trying um, MKS mm-hmm. a couple months ago came out of the HBL 550 X five. So it's the same case as, the X6 and the X8, they're black, and they got the black uh, servo leads, which is nice. They hide in the nice. frame. Um, but price point on them. I know a lot of the team guys have been flying them. That's I know nice. a lot of guys use these in their airplanes. They're $99 servos. So for cyclic servos, $99. It's half the cost of their the other higher-end servos. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, being my big Air Sport 3D, I can't feel a difference compared to you know the X8s I was flying. I think the same torque. They might be a little bit slower, but... I know a lot of us are flying them, and we've been very happy. Um, Tail servo, MKS, HBL 980. And then uh, main packs I'm flying with it. I use two 6S, 5,000 milliamp packs. Um, uh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So I have 5,000 on a sliding battery tray, two 6S. And then I also, um, if I'm doing, like, autos with it, I'll put, like, 4,500s in there. Okay. Bigger machine, I think two 4,100s are probably a little bit too small for it. It might be a little bit tail-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly flying it with the five thousands. Um, I know a couple of guys are flying this helicopter on five, uh, seven, 16 blades. I went with a six, nine, six and mm-hmm. I paired it with a one Oh six tails all rail. And, and the thing's awesome. I, I, I was watching a bunch of guys were coming over and watching me auto this thing. 
at uh, Heli Jam, even on two 6S 5000s, this thing auto rotates. You get any headwind, 5, 10 mile hour headwind. This thing, the hang time on this, to me, feels like a nitro on half a tank of fuel. The thing just hangs in autos. Nice. Yeah, really cool. All right, so awesome setup. Let's talk about your first flight. So first flight, it was funny. Back in the day, all my first flights were takeoff, hover. Okay, it hovers, do a pirouette, okay, and then just sport, fly around the field. And then mm-hmm. I'd give my stuff to Kyle Stacy, and he'd go up, he'd do two pirouettes, and he'd beat the snot out of it. So mm-hmm. I guess if it, if it can hover and it can pirouette, it's pretty much going to stay together if you built it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so for first liftoff, everything was smooth, no shaking, everything seemed to seat nice. I just went straight into a basic, you know, 3D, you know, soft routine. Uh, super smooth. Um, I think I had to tweak one blade length to get the tracking uh, spot on. It's got the the bell crank style uh, pitch link, so you just get on there and just turn it and you know yep. tie it up. So that's that's super nice. No popping links off. Just you know turn turn buckle. I think let's see. So I just put a few basic flights on. I was trying to baby it because I literally built this a week before the Heli Jamboree, so I kind of want to debut it to everybody who hasn't seen it yet because. We released it to the public literally weeks before. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just babied it around. I put a ton of flights on. I, I've got almost two dozen flights on it now. And I think probably a dozen flights were the Heli Jam weekend because I had, you know, we had power out there. I've got my charger up next to the announcing station so I can just charge as I'm walking around. So I, mm-hmm. I had to do over a dozen flights that weekend with it. Um, big hit, let a couple buddies fly it. And like I was mentioning, for a 12 pound machine, the autos are incredible with it. Um, I think a, a set of six, six, uh, seven sixteens would make this a monster auto machine. Oh, I bet, yeah. So, cool, awesome. man. Things that we don't like to do, but are inevitable with helicopters. How did it crash, or did you have a crash with it? That's a sad subject. It's still sore. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> now, one, 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 a little oops. You know, we, uh, being a nice person, I am. We had the, the auto rotation contest, the heli jamboree, and and I'm done. You know, I, I shot my two autos with it. I still got a pack that's got 95% pack, you know, battery left in it. Mm-hmm. So I turn turn around, you know, to walk away. I'm like, oh, Devin's up there, little McToon, and I, he didn't have a helicopter. L- literally, do I realize it a minute later? His dad walks up to auto, so he could have flown his dad's. But I'm like, you know what, McToon, you know, Devin's been asking me all weekend to fly this thing. I'm like, you know what, I've had my fun with it. I debuted it. <clears throat> helicopter doesn't owe me anything. I'll, I'll let him do an auto with it. And the kid can auto. He's a monster auto machine. That kid will come down inverted, flip the thing a foot off the air and roll over and set it down, you know, an inch from a pin. Yeah. So, of course, you know, tell me no inverted autos, no inverted autos. <laughs> oh, no. So just, He's not so used just, to doing upright autos anymore. <laughs> so, you know, just like every pro pilot who can smack, but they can't do, you know, F3C nose and hovering. I don't think he knows how to do a normal auto. <laughs> so, he comes down, beautiful auto. He, I mean, he set it down probably like a foot from from the uh, the mark. Problem mm-hmm. is, he came down when he flared it. The tail, the um, tail fin's really long on this, uh, so the tail fin kind of dug in a little. And uh-huh. as the helicopter sat down, it just kind of tipped over. Um, same thing I did it at the free fall event two years ago when it tipped over. Mm-hmm. Um, your typical, you still have some inertia left in the blade, so when it tipped over, the blades folded up. Yeah. No damage to the canopy, uh, but but tipping it over, uh, the servo horns did their job. I stripped out two servo horns. Um, one of the, the pitch arms that go up to the main blade grips bent, and the other one just snapped off at the um, the pitch oh, link. 
Mm-hmm. So literally, I ordered the parts. You know, when I got home after the week, I packed it up in my car. You know, it it, didn't, it went home Saturday, and you know, it stayed there at home for the rest of the weekend. But fourteen dollars. You know, a couple servo arms, a couple pitch links, and uh, she's back up in the air. Nice. So hopefully that'll be the the last story I ever have about a a crash with a six nine six. The E five. I'm still sore from the E five. That that mm-hmm. one hurt. I, I don't want to put this one in. For sure. I did my 173 four year crash, so I'm good. <laughs> See me in three years. That's how it crashes. Uh huh. <laughs> nice. All right. So let's kind of go into the pros and cons of this. So what are your likes? Uh, sliding battery tray. It's a modern synergy helicopter. Um, mm-hmm. So sliding battery tray is huge. Um, it's got the new canopy style that kind of wraps around, so you don't see the neo, you don't see the backup guard. Once yep. that canopy's on, you don't see anything inside. It's all all covered up. Yep. Um, skids super super robust. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I set my dad's E five next to this helicopter, and I thought the E five to me been flying three years as a you know five fifty six hundred. 716 the e5 to me felt like a big helicopter until i literally put my dad's helicopter next to this helicopter and mm. it made the skids on the e5 feel like it was a 450 500 size helicopter um the, matt also uh kind of transferred over it's got the 766 style uh skid so super robust super wide um helicopter just has a super big presence in the air i, I think because it's a true 700 it just feels that much big i mean my E5 was stretched. It, it, I flew my E5 super stretch on 716s and 116s. And it felt like a good, big, floaty 700. But there's just something about this helicopter being a true, beefy 700 um, that the presence in the air is it's a lot different than I've been used to for the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, sorry, the E5, I mean, you know, you're stretching at 700. It's still a 500, 550 canopy in front. So it does feel a little bit um small i remember when i used to fly mine it kind of felt a little small in the, the nose of the heli you know but but then when you look at the rotor disc you're like yeah that's a 700 well you know you know it's funny so i uh i flew for a whole season i flew my e5 super stretch mm-hmm. with a with a, a 6s motor you know yep. 1100 kv motor 120 volt you know esc mm-hmm. well after selling the the edge i you know i still needed money to put together to get this this uh 696 built so I'm like, you know, in the meantime, to save up money for the 520 Ultimate motor and a 200 mm-hmm. amp uh, Scorpion, I'm like, you know, let me fly this on 6S. What the heck? You know, yeah. I've got this. I've got this stuff here. So I actually put in an 890 kV 6S motor, same thing I ran mm-hmm. in a Super Stretch, yep. and I put in a, um, a Scorpion uh, 120. And uh, actually, the first eight flights of its life was a 6S helicopter. Um, it, it flew on 6S. I wouldn't recommend it being a you know, a true 700. Yeah, it's, it's obviously a little beefy, a little heavier than a super stretch. So I don't recommend it on 6S, but I did fly eight great flights. I came down, motor was a little bit warmer than I'm used to on a 6S mm-hmm. helicopter. But you can do it. I'd say if you're going to do a, a 6S system on it, do a 12S setup and pull a pull battery out. Fly it on your typical 12S setup. and it, I mean, it does great on 6S mm-hmm. and low, lower head speed. It's just... Uh, a 120 ESC and a you know 6S motor aren't going to be too happy for too long. No, that's why I recommend kind of a dislike. I recommend it, you know if you're going to go 6S, mm-hmm. be be prepared to be be batteries also. The batteries weren't happy. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the batteries are going to take a, mm-hmm. a beating. Come, coming down, I'm like I think this is what Steve was talking about when he had a super stretch because your flying style is a little bit different than mine. Mm-hmm. So I think how this whole thing felt me you know 696 and 6S is kind of the 
how you felt doing an E5 super stretch on 6S. Yeah. Yep. De- awesome. Definitely go definitely go 12S. Yep. It's it's a beast. Nice. I was looking at some of the specs Chris and the uh landing gear is like 9 and a quarter inches uh between the the rails, man. At the at the between bottom of the, the ground the skip pipes? between wow. the pipes, yeah. Wow. Very very big presence. Yeah, so definitely had to try pretty damn hard to tip it over. That's what I'm just going to say. Yeah, you know? that's true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, did you go over the, the dislikes or the cons? I just kind of, you know, it's it's hard to find something wrong with helicopters today across any brands. Sure. Um, really, I think the biggest thing was just your, your power system. Can it be flown mm-hmm. to success? Yes. Would I recommend it? No. It's what I did to get the thing flying so I could do some videos and take some pictures. Um, but it's 12S machine. Build it 12S. Nice. I know you, on the likes, you did mention about a new head. I'm curious. What's what's the, what's what's new about it? Is it just like a redesign of the E7SE or um, did he change anything else? Like is there stiff stiffer dampeners or did he change the anything block- in the design? The head block's different because I wanted to see because I never had a 766. I've had... Mm-hmm. You know, the 516, the E5. Um, I did have this uh, seven E7SE for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it looks like a giant version of, of a 516. So I think the head yeah. block's a little bit different because I also finally looked at some 766 at the Heli Jam. Um, mm-hmm. So it's beefy and robust, but it's not the 766 head. It's yeah. definitely different. Yeah. It's, nice. got the, it's, got, it's got the little roller in the middle. Um, and then yep, I the like pivoting the pivoting head. Yep. The pivoting head. I like the open concept. Um, as long as you're not flying this thing inverted in the dirt, um, mm-hmm. having the open head design, literally, I can look in there and say, oh, I need a little grease on my my uh, main cool. spindle. So nice. I like I like the open concept there. Cool. Um, before we go into the tip tips and conclusion, I'm curious, what, what are the main, um, what, what size blades can you put on this? I know it's a 696, but what's the biggest blades? Can you run 716s, I think you said? Can you run anything bigger? Yeah, 690s to 716. I know people are getting away with the 716s, no problem. Okay. I haven't right. flown anything bigger than a 716. I know what they got out there. They got 720s and yeah. 806s. 720s, 730s now. It seems like it's starting to become a, uh, you know, a size you can get. But cool. Uh, let's see. Tech tips. You got any building tips or uh, maintenance tips or anything did you want to throw at the listeners? Uh, just really tech tips, and, and it's listed right in the manual. You'll see it. It's in red writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when building this, gear mesh is key with any helicopters where you've got torque tubes, sure, yeah. uh, motor pinions. So so the same meshing you want to make sure you, you don't – you know, the, the back when you had the logo helicopters, how they had their, their gears, um, the herringbone style, you wanted that mesh super, super tight. Mm-hmm. Um, this has a main helical cut style gear, so – um, you want it snug, but you still want that little bit of backlash so you're not chewing yeah. up your gear. Um, and what's cool about this helicopter is you guys have to look at pictures. If you don't fly Synergy or you don't own a 696, mm-hmm. is this is a completely different transmission than all those other helicopters. Like I remember my E5, there are so many parts and standoffs to get this transmission apart if you stripped out an umbrella yeah. gear. If you look at the pictures of this transmission, it's all one-piece transmission. It's got your main umbrella gear that goes up and down and back. You know, a couple screws yeah. got all the parts come out. But what's cool 
is I don't know if Matt released them yet, but for the guys who want to change their gearing up to different main gears, mm-hmm. he, he did the transmission um, mount just like a motor mount. You do, I think it's six screws in the back, and the rear transmission actually slides forward and backwards just as if it was a motor. Oh, nice. The mesh on the front. Yeah, um, so it's so basically fully adjustable. Um, what is it? The, I guess the front transmission block mesh. Because before yeah. you used to you have to like shim it or something like that, um, which is kind of a pain because you like shim it, put it in, you're like, oh no, that's not good enough. So you have to take it apart, shim it again, put it back in. You're like, eh, that's good enough, you know. But this is nice that you can like actually just do by feel like right there before you lock it in and tighten everything down. Yeah, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, most of the time, mine was nice and perfectly snug with a little bit of backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all kits are going to be different when they come out of the manufacturer, but that that's something to know because if people forget that and leave it too loose, well, you strip out your uh, transmission gear, you're not going to have a tail for too long. Um, yeah. So so just check on those two things. And then just like um, any torque tube heli, um, unless there's a stopper, like some of the owners, Alliance used to have, if you t- put that torque tube or you put the – Excuse me. The tail boom into the boom blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can bottom that that uh, tail boom right into the transmission. Um, so just make sure when uh, your torque tube alignment, you always want to go in until you're at the very front of the boom block. No need to go any farther. It doesn't need to be touching the transmission. Doesn't need to be touching inner frame parts. Um, okay. So that's also noted in manual. Just watch uh, watch where the the boom goes in. That way you know you've got proper alignment with your torque tube inside the umbrella gears nice and any, any more tech tips that will come out or that i missed um they're right in the manual they're highlighted in red writing and matt kind of blew up that section of where what you're looking for and what to do awesome yeah chris as you've been talking about the helicopter i've been kind of got the manual open online here and, and looking at it it's pretty uh pretty cool the way he laid out the manual in the in the fact that the next piece is highlighted i kind of like that draws your eye right to what you're doing next nice yep. yeah yeah that's, that's I, laid out i i honestly think you know 95 percent of that is rob cherry he he's, he's been doing all matt's manuals for the last uh, couple of years and mm-hmm. i know it's a labor labor of love um like i mentioned earlier when we we're doing a beta models because mine's mine's a pre-production model Oh, he was mm-hmm. constantly saying updated, updated. Like we'd, we'd mentioned something. He goes, Oh, hold on. And he changed it. And he goes, okay, hit refresh, go check it out. So he's constantly, he listens to the pilots, listens to the customers. Um, and being digital, they can always kind of tweak in and change stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's great. All right. And then, uh, your, your final thoughts, your conclusion. Final thoughts. Um, it feels good to have a 700 again. It's, it's been a while. I love my E5. It was a 700, but it was a, it was a super smooth, low head speed, 6S, go out there and just have fun 700. Mm-hmm. This is a true, like, crank that bitch up and just go <laughs> nice. beat the shit out of it. Like, it's oh, a yeah. 700, man. It'll take it'll yeah. take 700 abuse, and I don't have to worry about smoking a motor or upsetting yeah. battery pack. Um, yes. So, same quality that I've loved to come to love from, from Synergy. Um of, of all the hundreds of helicopters I've built, there's a reason why I chose to join uh, Team Synergy. Um, Matt and Amy, you know, second second to none. They are the best, one of the best husband and wife duos in a hobby. Um, and oh, and you, can sure. see with Matt, you can see with Matt and his, his kits. It's a labor of love. Um, I've known about this helicopter since OHB last year. Like 90% of electronics for this helicopter have been sitting in my cabinet 
since I flew with Matt at OHB last year. Like I was like dying, like Matt, what's going on? What's going on? He's like, it's a process. It's a process. Um, <laughs> so super glad it, it finally hit the market. And then, uh, we had four of them just to, for, for a helicopter that just came out. Um, we had four of us flying at my heli jam. So it was kind of cool to see, cause I don't, you know, travel a lot. So it was nice to see four new helicopters at the, the heli jamboree. Yeah. Um, so I've got the I've got the unboxing video. I've got the build video up on my YouTube channel. I've got some flight videos. Um, if I can find time here before fall hits too bad, I kind of want to do an overview video, talk about you know what 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 my thoughts are on it so far. Yeah. Uh, but the, but awesome. there are a couple videos up there on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned it a little while ago, but search Terex videos twenty seven fifty. If you want to see if this this helicopter can handle your ooh twenty three hundred RPM high speed head speed setup. Go watch Drex's video. It'll handle it. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Um, now, now, disclosure, it'll handle it because Terex flying. <laughs> if, if I was flying at 2750, it, I'd, I'd blow that thing up. <laughs> I'd be so bad with it. I'd be like, unload the head. What is that? <laughs> I would do the first bad collective pitch management. I'd punch yeah. into where, where, where did it go? Yeah, where did it go? <laughs> yeah. What happened to it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's been a great heli so far. I've got close to two dozen flights with it um, after the heli jamboree weekend. And uh, it's here to stay. It's nice to have a 700 again. You know, it's not nice. going to be my daily flyer because like, I still drag out you know, two sets of packs. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that drew me away from true 700s is to me, because I don't fly stick packs, I fly two 6S packs. Yeah. So if I want to go out there with four 5,000 milliamp packs, do I want to have two flights on a 700, which is awesome? It's a 700, or do I want to put four flights, you know, on the E5? And I always kind of gravitated for the 550 because four flights is better than two when I'm limited to time at the field and just want to go out there and have fun. Um, yep. But it's nice. I, I just, you know, I decided my four 5,000 packs, 5,000 million packs are just for this helicopter. So I go out to the weekend to the field. I can put two flights on this and four flights on uh, the 516 stretch and six flights. For me, on a busy weekend, busy family man, I'm happy with it. That's an hour, hour and a half at the field, so I'm, right on. I'm awesome. good with it. Cool. All right. Awesome. Great review. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. You guys ready to move it on to news and announcements? Sure. News. And announcements. And announcements. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You think I was asleep over here? I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we have? Uh, I believe uh. everyone's aware about the Steve. <laughs> you uh, email your congressman thing from AMA. I guess we should. Didn't do we this. do this already? Yeah, like three or four times. Yeah, and what has it gotten us? Absolutely nothing. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a little jaded because I've done it a couple times, and both times I got sort of a form letter back from my representative, basically telling me to fuck off. They're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. So I kind of got jaded with the whole thing, but I guess we should email them. Now, see, I got I got back from my representative a gif of a guy laughing at me. Yeah, that's yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> I got this big long letter saying blah blah blah. I'm gonna do what's right for the security of the airspace. Fuck yep. you. Yeah. Not not exactly in those words, but it might as well have been. So after that, I was like, "Well, 
screw this. This is not doing any good. Yeah, so same thing. But yeah, we probably should. We should the more the better. What? Well, I'm gonna ask Chris. What are your thoughts? You've been at this a long time. <sighs> you know, I registered with the FAA before I even flew my drone into air photography. I registered with the FAA back when we had to pay the five dollars. I was against it, but being somebody that people look up to on Facebook and the internet and locally, I, I gave in and I did the right thing, but it fucking pisses me off. I've been doing this hobby. What is it? 39 years old. So 30, 30, my God, 34 years old. I've been in this 34 years. I've been in this hobby. I got in this hobby as a hobby to get away from life, get away from school, get away from work, get away from family place where I go to just relax and the fact that there's, I mean, I'll follow AMA rules all day long. You know, I'll, I'll abide by the club rules. I'll be respectful to people, do what we have to do in a hobby. But the fact that the government and the FAA can't get their nose out of our business, that, that puts a, it's, it puts a sore taste in my mouth. But just like the power company, we have no choice but to pay our electricity or the shit gets shut off. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's, it's definitely, you know, um, not the best place we've been in the hobby in a while. Hopefully, it'll turn out in our favor. Yeah. Um, and and well, I feel it. And, and again, I don't nothing against the, the drone guys. Um, well, no, I'll take that back. Uh, I I think the the quote I'm doing air quotes here. The drone guys are anybody who's not respecting the law, the FAA, our hobby. The people go to Best Buy, and and I'm not blaming the the homeowners and the kids who get them for Christmas and don't know any better. But the people who are potentially doing dumb stuff with with the models, both helicopters, airplanes, drones, it's just like the league, you know, I'm I'm all for safe gun laws, but the fact that I have to have seven rounds in my magazine in New York versus ten, what's what's the difference? I'm a law abiding a citizen, following the rules. The guy down the road who wants to rob a bank, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the laws. Um, so I, I I don't know. I, I try to stay out of politics. I just I just feel like the good people like us who follow the rules are the ones who are getting the shaft with all Always. this stuff. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's I, my soapbox. I don't talk politics. There's my soapbox. <laughs> I guess yeah. I should clarify this round of emails is because the, what's been up till now, a suggestion by FAA for the 400 foot ceiling. It's not actually been a rule, but they are wanting to make that a rule. So you'd be 400 foot, ceiling on everything which almost makes gliding and giant scale planes impossible to fly i mean even a a pattern um a contest or an imac you're gonna have to go above 400 feet and sail planes don't even get started till 400 so right it's kind of a a huge problem but this is the only thing that they're trying to that's what this specific email campaign is for is the 400 foot limit but andy you and i you and i always auto our helicopters from 400 feet wink wink nudge nudge Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) no it's it's not as big it's not as big of a probably a problem for 3d heli flyers per se but giant scale planes sailplanes all that stuff autos 400 feet's not very high 
I don't care what anyone says. Well, let me ask you this. How are they going to regulate this? They're not. Or they're, is that they, the next step? They, uh, as of right now, there is not a good, there, there's really no way to regulate this, to be honest. Right. Transponders on our model helicopters? Right. The next yeah. step. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's this is just a building slope. block. This is a building block for more. Yeah, and and, and that's a that's a problem. You know, where where do you draw the line? I don't. I wasn't against a four hundred foot rule. You know, close to an airport within you know class C airspace because you've got the the down uh, downline pattern yes, of the it, airplanes. It, right. Sure. But you yeah. start you start there. You bend over backward for that, and then you open up. The now door we're talking for, about gen, class G general airspace where there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Andy uh, Ross in the middle of the farm field flying. You know. 30 miles from an airport, you got to stay at 400 foot? Yep. Okay, we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's I'm just going to start just flying like, my Oxy-4 into somebody's head if they come out to ask me about it. Just Bill, gonna, Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> I'd be like Calvin <laughs> on the on the car, you know, running away oh. with my transmitter in the air. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, all jokes aside, like... This does nothing good no. for anyone. This is just, uh, it's just, uh, whatever. I'm not soapboxing this. All right, what else do we have? Well, since we got Chris the Planker on tonight, I thought we would uh, talk about some airplane news. Nice. Ooh. New uh, brand of planes from Motion RC. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I would love to give you some specs and stuff, but since the only way that they want to convey information is through a YouTube video, I have no specs to tell you. The the link that you just like posted on here, it looks like it's meant for a mobile phone, <laughs> the way it's laid out. Probably is. Yeah. I heard but this anyway, airliner was pretty large. I don't know, but that thing looks cool. I heard it was like six and a half meters. feet long or something. Somebody was saying at the club field. It's 1.8, so... That's it's a wingspan. Not that big. That's like yeah. almost a six-foot wingspan. Yeah. That's pretty big. You think so? But twin 70 mil EDFs, I would think they'd be like 90 mil. Yeah. 70 sound a little small. But that's cool. Nice. I that mean, it looks cool. great. One meter Havoc Racer and a 1.4 meter Shrike Glider. Skynetic is the the brand, and the, from what I can tell, this is like an in-house Motion RC brand. So we went from government watching us to something that sounds like Skynet. Great, yeah, great, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's not a great name. <laughs> John Connor, Skynetic. Yeah, that is a dumb name. Kinetic, Skynetic. I guess I don't know. I, I can yeah. see where they got it from. The but. Havoc Racer kind of looks like a EFX Racer. EFX racer, except I don't, or, they weren't that big, were they? Uh, small. This is one meter. Were they? Yeah, they were. They were kind of small. They, they were small. They were like uh, yeah, forty something. Inch this is a one meter, so that's you know a decent size. Yeah. Um, Check those out. I can cool, say though. I don't have time to sit through, and everybody's doing this now, and it's pissing me off. I'm not going to watch a thirty minute video when you debut your plane. Just Put some specs on the web so I can look at them in 30 seconds and see what's what. And stop yeah. pissing Andy off. Because well, yeah, I mean, then we got to hear it. 
text after text. I am so pissed off. I'm really interested in this airliner thing, but I'm not going to sit through a damn 30 minute YouTube video. I don't care. Yeah, and there's two videos. There's a product there's video no and a flight video. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Next time I'm at work, I'll sit through it. I'll I will buckle down and I will bear the burden of sitting through a video while why can't they make a little flyer or something with all the specs <laughs> no, and a few right. of the features you're, you're right i'm just busting your chops i can look at that in 30 seconds why do i gotta watch a whole stupid video i'll tell you what dude the the shrike glider looks like one of those hotliner type planes man it looks like it'll yeah pretty badass yeah 1.4 meter that's a pretty good size too yeah and the the Airliner we were talking about, AL-37, mm-hmm. Freewing. twin 70-millimeter EDF from Freewing. Yeah, this thing looks really cool, but I don't know anything about it. So, Because <laughs> I'm not sitting through some stupid video. Exactly. Exactly. 1.8 meters, and it's got twin 70-millimeter EDFs. Bad enough, I got to sit through Bill and YouTube. Who sits through that? I do. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, you know, trying to support the guy. <laughs> One point eight meters is seventy inch wingspan with two seventy yeah. millimeters. I feel like they're underpowered. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> it'll fly scale. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say because you're not doing three <laughs> yeah. D with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're flying scale. That's fine. Yeah, cool. I know they had it down at Nall in the fall, which I didn't get a chance to go check it out, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks cool. I'm glad yeah. to see somebody doing this. I mean, there's very limited. Is there any Airlines. options for civilian airliner top aircraft? Yeah, not, not really anymore. I don't think so. No. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, e flight had one. Like e flight had one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Rybert used to talk about how there was none. Or not Rybert. Um, Chris Roncaglione. Sorry, wrong Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Used yeah. to talk about how there was none. Yeah. So it's definitely that. cool. I'm all for it. I mean, it it looks yeah. neat. I subscribe to this guy, uh, Rami RC on YouTube, and all he does is custom build, like, they're bigger than 70 inch. Yeah, like I've seen inch. some, some scratch built ones that he are does some amazing. Great job, amazing job. These are on, big, like, eight, 10 foot wings. Yeah, yeah, huge yeah. ones. Awesome. And they look yeah. great flying. They're so scale looking. Yeah. Um, which makes me want to buy one. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I'd probably buy one and just hang it up because I, I I like commercial airlines. Like, I like the way that the planes look and everything. Hang so. it beside your edge and never fall. Yeah, exactly. I'll just hang oh, it next geez. to her. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, That's all I've got right now. You guys got any news and or announcements? I don't think so. Yeah. Alex Travaganza's this weekend, but I think if by the time you hear this, it'll already be happening. Yep. I know this was last month uh, that Chris had his event, but I just wanted to tell Chris how natural he looked in front of the camera with the news crew there, like all day. Oh yeah, he I did, did watch such that a great job, time. man. Um, that was really good. That was Chris. really cool, man. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can fly a helicopter and talk to the newswoman and all that stuff with the camera in your face. Did a great job. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we, really we're, good we're very blessed. Yeah. I reached out to a couple local stations, and we had one local station the week prior for our airplane show. Um, they did like seven new segments, and we had the guy in the buddy box. Um, and then after another local station saw that, she reached out to me and said, hey, 
we just saw your video last week for the airplane show, heard you're doing a helicopter show. I'm like, yeah, come on out. We'd love it. And uh, they were there at six in the morning on Friday morning. And uh, a couple of my diehard guys, you know, Scotty from uh, Canada, Tom Welch was out there. Uh, Phil, old man, 3d. I, say I saw old man, 3d. Out there. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Yeah, we had a cool. blast. It, it, it's nice. And I, the, the comments that poured in from everybody comments and private messages, it's it's nice to finally see something positive come out and new. Even AMA shared it. Like they were blown away because the soapbox we were just on, you hear nothing but nasty stuff in a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see a local station that actually cared about what we're doing, um, got a lot of kids out there too. Um, we had more kids than we normally do come out for the Saturday event. Really? That's awesome. That's great. So yeah, so we're very blessed. That, and now she's a contact in my phone, so I'm hoping to have her out again next year. It was, it was cool. Awesome. So thank All you, right. Kevin. Yes, sir. Great job. All right. So let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's, what's next, next for you, Steve? For Steve? You going flying with your wifey? <laughs> nope. It's her birthday. She wants to do her stuff for her birthday. So sure. I'm actually thinking about renting a car, though, for her birthday. I don't know. Oh, boy. Been, 3D printed Lamborghini? No, no, I've been, I've been, nice. I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to either, um, I've been wanting to drive a Tesla, really. So, um, I think about either renting a Model S or a Model Three, and you get them for, I don't know, about a hundred fifty a day or two hundred dollars a day. So I might just bite the bullet and screw it. Why not? Rent it for two days. Check nice. it out. That'd be cool. Yeah, just something different, you know, like. Especially if I could get a Model S that's like a P100D, like with ludicrous mode. <laughs> like, that's really what I want. <laughs> Throw your generator in the trunk just in case? Yeah, sure. Wow. <laughs> what generator? What do you need a generator for? In case your battery dies. Uh, there's like every single mall has a supercharging station. Like for yeah. free, you can charge. Oh, are they like, for free? Yeah, aren't they? I don't know. I always wondered that driving by. Yeah. No, if you Let's own see, a Tesla. How, how do they do that? Yeah, somebody's that, like, paying for that. Well, Kevin probably. No, no wonder popcorn's like eighteen dollars. <laughs> when I go to the movies, pay for that damn Tesla. <laughs> no, seriously, how does that work? I assumed you just like swapped your card and it was a couple bucks or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Might be free. That'd be cool. I'll have to ask my brother-in-law. He's got a Tesla. Yeah, yeah, he has one, right? Yeah. It's all done up. Nice car, man. But that would be cool, dude. Yeah, that would be cool. I was laughing hysterical, man, the last time we were together talking about how you're going to pack your wife in the car and your helicopters. And Yeah, you know where I want to go. I'm taking you where you want to go. Yeah. To the flying field. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's really about it. What about you guys? What are you up to, Andy? I'm going to try my best to make a day trip down to Triple Tree. Oh, yeah. Aerodrome for the Hale Extravaganza. Like I said earlier, I won in on this sliding auto contest. Awesome. Show those, show those boys how it's done. Yeah. Slide it right into the pond, full speed. Nice. <laughs> nah, it's only, uh, I think I could probably be there in two and a half hours. So I might just shut down the harvest Saturday and say, screw you guys. I'll be back later. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> but Screw no, I really, yeah. Don't be lighting any fires. 
Exactly. I want to go. I want to go. All of everybody will be there from around here. So I want to go hang out for the day and then probably just come back late that night. Make it make a quick day trip out of it. I was listening to the BK show and I thought they said they were going to go. I think. I don't know. Was it the uh, yeah cool. Heli Extravaganza? Yep. Yeah, I know Shannon's going, and all the the normal North Carolina crew should be there. Taylor Oder's going. A couple of the guys from the Heli Heads podcast are going. Uh, the hooligans, and like I said, the the normal usual suspects. Nice. Be there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I really just want to see how far that gasser will go on skis on putting green type grass. <laughs> Boy. Anybody want to take bets? My longest slide. Uh, Ten feet. What's the over under? Over under by fifty feet? Yeah. I've seen Chris do at least fifty feet at our field, and that wasn't even with skis or nothing. That was just right on the geotext. Yeah, but that's on geotech. Geotech is like yeah, but Andy's gonna have skis on the thing and on a skis and that like it's like really short. Imagine a putting green. That's yeah. what the yeah. grass is there. So fifty oh, feet is what you're saying. Fifty yeah. feet. I'll bet okay. you fifty. Fifty one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'd say I I'd think say you'll be surprised. This isn't the price is right. <laughs> so fifty feet, you think, huh? So with skis, a gasser. I mean. And Andy's incredible auto rotation talent can't miss. Yeah. Just hope somebody gets feet. it on video. I'm gonna say eighty feet. 80 I'm gonna feet. go. I'm gonna go bold a lot. Nice. Yeah. I was gonna say a hundred, but a hundred seems a little crazy. That's a that's a football field worth. So a hundred yeah. feet's a football field. I mean, Jeez, not a hundred feet. <laughs> I mean, hundred yards. One of those little electronic football fields, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Miniature type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I say 80. We'll see. Kevin says 50. You say 80. What about Robert? 87. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Awesome, man. (laughs) I hope you go. I hope you have fun, dude. Yeah, I, I need to go. I need to get there. Yep, but that's all for me. What am I going to be doing, you say? Yeah, what about you? I'm going to be on call, and I'm going to try to get some flying in. I don't know. This fall season has me looking at a lot of projects that I still have going on in the yard and that I've kind of sort of started. Like, I picked up blocks for the wall that I wanted to build, but they're all still sitting in the same place. So um, I might have to work around the house here, but I want to try to squeeze some flying in. Definitely. Sweet. What about you, Chris? Uh, no, uh, no projects planned. I'm I'm very happy with my fleet right now. You know, I've got my two Synergy helicopters. I've got my front yard foamy flyers. I've got my new night plane. I've got my big, you know, electric airplane. Um, I think I'd like to uh, my Velocity. Oh my God! So what is this season number four of my Twisted Hobbies Velocity? I put mm-hmm. 82 flights on it this season. Um. No issues other than breaking, you know, two, two, two props. I think um, my goal is to, I saw so I already hit the 200 mark goal this season. I love to hit 300 flights before the season's over. I've got 263 flights on it. Um, so man, if I could hit 300, the three, 
300th flight on it this season, that'd, that'd be awesome. I don't know how that thing's still flying. All original electronics, um, other than some foam tack repairs here and there, the thing is just the plane that, that won't die. <laughs> nice. So if you I gotta give it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's probably got you know a good bottle of foam tack on it, but it, it's still it's amazing. You know, we I always do at our, our airplane show. I always do tandem with my buddy because he's got his velocity, mm-hmm. and uh, his is actually newer than mine. And we had them side by side. It's like, why does yours look so new? Like, I, I'm still amazed. It, it nice. looks new, other than some chipped foam here and there. Okay. Um, but the biggest thing is it flies new. Like, I can't feel a difference from, you know, 263 flights ago till today. It, it, it feels just as good. So not much, you know, just get out to the field when we can on weekends between, you know, crap weather and family events. But I think, I think having a night vision there, that's going to open up my flying little as the season starts to wind down as far as light because pretty soon guys we're going to leave for work in the dark and we're going to come home for work in the dark and we're going to be really depressed yep um so the fact uh, that I i'm going to be happy something, yeah you want you ready to relax yeah that means i don't have to work yeah <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah that means i get to go home at six o'clock so down instead of work until nine yeah farm life can't be uh can't be easy it's got to be tough work yeah not all the time. Not in the winter. That's yeah. that's why I like it. And I'd, I'd say, I guess I say, if, if I had to pick a project, buying nothing new, I'm very happy. Um, but it's been two years since I've flown Papa's quarter scale cub. Um, yeah. I flew it for him, and then I think he passed away like a year or so later. Um, so after that, it just kind of hit me hard to where it's it's hanging up on the ceiling. It's safe and sound, just like it was in in 1988. Um, yeah. So I think I think I'd like to get it out next season put a couple flights on it um just to see it fly again i i ter- i converted his other plane is uh i think of the house of balsa tempo two i converted that to electric put a few flights on that this season but then i had to steal the motor out for another project um and we also have his uh pt19 trainer uh, that was my dad's kind of unicorn that he always wanted to pop was so we've got that i think it's got like an old os 15 on it I'd like to see if I can convert it over to electric. It might be a heavy electric setup, or it might just fly it as a little nitro plane. But either way, I'd like to see all three of Papa's planes we have at the field come spring. So I think I'm going to jump on those this winter. That would be cool. Yeah. And then helping out doing other builds. I mean, I'm looking at my dad's Axi 4 in front of me. He, he, he had a little oops with that a few weeks ago. So mm-hmm. I'm changing out some servo arms and putting out some new blades and some new spindles and then uh, – Another guy I met at our fun fly, kind of a local guy, not too far from me. He brings, he comes up to me and says, "Hey, I've got an old 450 T Rex. I haven't flown in years. I'd like to get it flying again after seeing you guys fly this weekend." And it was an old T Rex 450 Sport. It had a fly bar head on it, still CCPM. It's more of the modern 450 Sport, but it's still fly barred. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to make that tomorrow. I uh, I tracked down a fly barless uh, head, swash blade, and blades tore off the old tail gyro and the old receiver put a beast x 7200 in there um so i got done done with that last night so if i can get out of work on time tomorrow i should be able to maiden that and hand that back over to him so i'm always doing some projects here and there nice yep yep that's cool man you're like andy always helping out somebody i love it you know my, my grandfather did it for me my father did it for me you know ray and kyle stacy I just mm-hmm. feel where I'm at in the hobby, giving back. It's it's what I was born to do. Because without everybody else helping me, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Awesome, that's great. 
we definitely, as, as ambassadors, we got to keep people in the hobby. We hear too many horror stories of people trying this, trying that, and say, no, I'll try a different hobby. Yeah. Hobby's not hobby's not hard, difficult. right? If if I feel bad for the guys that help on all the time on Facebook Messenger, the guys who have nobody around them. I could not yeah. imagine getting to this hobby with no local hobby store support, no local pilots. That would be tough. Yeah, um, that was me. That that's oh. I had zero help. Like I could. Very, I could very decently sport fly before I met anyone flying a helicopter mm-hmm. or plane, really. Wow. You know, not, not only has the technology in our, our, our RC world changed, but technology in general. What's cool is reading a, you know, Javier style link email from someone who says, Hey, I need help setting this up. How, how do you, yeah, man, how, how do you help someone set it up or educate? What's great is, the people I've helped over the past year, first thing I say is, hey, do you have an iPhone? If yes, we FaceTime. And if they don't have an iPhone, uh, video messenger through Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I've helped so many people um, face-to-face over messenger. And that, you can help out a lot more people. Because it's hard to describe what you need to in an email. But to actually be seeing what the person's seeing, that's cool. So anybody out there who seeks help, you know, if you're willing to, to FaceTime with someone, that's, that's a great way to keep the hobby going yep all right i guess uh it's time to wrap it up wrap it up all right let's wrap it up okay so facebook likes we are at 939 likes i don't know how many that's from last week or well we didn't do it last week but the week before but um we have a bunch of names so i'm gonna read them all off okay um definitely cue the music but some of these i might butcher up might might this is a uh, yeah likely I'll likely butcher <laughs> at least two of these, especially the first one. <laughs> All right, here we go. It is oh man, how do I pronounce this? <laughs> I- Iamantis, Imantis, Imantis Savas. I guess. Nice. Uh, Tony Allison, Bobby's brother. Jim- yeah. Nice. Uh, Jimmy Tate, Bill Scott, Matt Lane. Magpie. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that one. Said it for a second. Um, Anthony Quinn, <laughs> Darren Ferrante, and then Darren Acne. 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 I don't know if that K is silent. And Kini. Acne. Dude, if the K is silent, it's Annie. Annie. I don't know if the case. What's the K being silent? I don't know. Just because it's weird. The Y is consonant, consonant, consonant. Anyways, thanks for liking us. That guy's wishing you were silent at this point. Damn, Kevin. No, Darren, not me. Came out of your mouth, though. Yeah, sorry. All right, Facebook comments. What do we got? Facebook comments. Well. Uh, I was going back to, uh, some comments that were made about my Glogo crash. I don't know if you guys read these. Jared Mincy said, if you're going to crash, crash with excellence is what I say. Kyle Dahl says, it looks like you forgot out of, to pull out of a tail slide. Did you tell him what it was? No, I told one, I told somebody else here. It, It was down a little bit further. I should tell him, uh, Adam Lend Lenfield said, uh, that'll do. Um, Michael Zillman said, is that Kevin's logo? 
Uh, don't worry, I know the answer. I just listened to the latest episode. I was like, yeah, Mike, I lost the radio. And Kevin Barnett said, Mike Zillman, that's what it is. That was... It's that. Wait a minute. That... what Michael Zillman was that is. I don't know. I don't know what he means. Nobody does. I, talk, I spoke about the Jason Bell flight. You posted a video of Brendan Heyer. I don't know if you guys talk about any of this stuff from the Modown. Let's just mm. go flying on the road is out, and there are no comments about that. So, okay. But definitely check out Jason Bell's video, not just because it's a logo, but the sunset in the background is ridiculous as he's flying. Looks like Tennessee's on fire. And it might have been. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I don't know. You guys see anything else? No, nothing from Facebook, but we got some emails, so going to that. Uh, let's see. Website comments. Uh, did we get anything? Wait a minute. We got something from. We got something from Eric B. <laughs> nice. Say Erica B. Eric B. Oh, yes, Eric B. I I did. I know. I know better, dude. I, yes, I did. Whatever you say, I said. I said. Yes. Um, Yoder Drive. He says, "Hey guys, I attended this fun flight past weekend. Upon leaving my camper, I fired up the GPS and selected my home destination. As I was going down the driveway, I noticed where it was telling me to go. I couldn't help blast out laughing. Continue to Yoder Drive. See attached picture." And it's his GPS with, sure enough, continue to Yoder Drive. After gathering myself, I pulled onto Yoder Drive and was thinking how weird it was, how, how weird it would be if I saw the free fall guards somewhere along the road on Yoder Drive. <laughs> Unfortunately, he didn't see any of us, but he had a, glass, a great laugh. And he he doesn't know what episode it was, but the debate was Yoder or Yoda. Uh, an idea for episode two. 200 the greatest moments from previous episodes or greatest bloopers he says keep up the great work can't see can't wait to see what we have in store for episode 200 uh, it's thanks be Eric. epic we can't wait to see what we have in store either <laughs> it's I'm, gonna I'm be just, epic i'm just gonna keep saying it's gonna be epic mm-hmm. we'll build it up and then disappoint everyone please <laughs> yeah, yeah probably <laughs> You missed one down here, Kevin. I wanted to read real quick. I'll read it, dude. Garvey Jean Louise. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kevin. I just got a Creality 10S. Any info tip you can share would be appreciated. Filament, software, etc. Thank you. Got oh, any tips? man. I do have a tip. That sounds like af- a whole show. I'm afraid to give it out, but my biggest tip is I use Hatchbox filament, and it's really good stuff. So don't nice. be going buying all the white up on me because I'm printing out a lot of white stuff. Yeah, no white or blue. Or blue. <laughs> Kevin yeah. needs it. I need it. Or gray. Are you going to print out the dome, or are you going to buy one? No, I'm going to print it out. You're going to print out the dome. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, um... The only other tip I have, oh, I do have a couple of good tips actually. One is there is a filament detector. Uh, you can print out a holder for that that actually bolts on. The one that comes with it kind of slides on. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a tip. You can do that. 
which I did. And also the other tip I have is to wash that, the piece of glass uh, with soap and water and put it on and get your bed leveled and never, ever touch that glass with your, with your hands. And if you're printing PLA, man, I've had great success printing PLA. It comes out really good. It adheres to the glass at like 60 and that's, that's all relative to your printer. You know, you really can't go by, Hey, I'm, I'm printing at 65. I'm, you know, my bed is set at 65 C and I'm printing at 205 on the, on the nozzle. You really have to just find that yourself. You can't really go by somebody else because no two printers are the same. Um, but definitely wash the, with soap and water, dry it with a paper towel and just never touch it because the oils of your hands will affect the way that the filament adheres. And it's amazing how when I'm done printing and after that cools down, I can just go up there and it's basically being held on by static electricity. I just pull it off the, the glass. It's, and it I've just been, pops right off. Yeah. I've been rocking nice. and rolling since I got it like a month ago. Printer hasn't stopped. Awesome. Yeah. And if you have any more questions, uh, let me know. It's pretty good. I really like that printer. Thinking about buying another one actually because it's so cheap and, uh, very, very good size. You know, I like, I like the size of it. Awesome. And we did All get, right. an, we did get another email, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to read that? From Javier Moreno. Uh, not much feedback this time. Really good episode. You went very in depth on the topic. I don't know what episode you're talking about, though. The flying on the road. Oh, the flying one? Last oh. week. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, duh. It's entitled Flying on the Road Feedback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for simming, he says, uh, the hassle is taking the radio with you. I have a DX6, mm-hmm. which I use for traveling and sim- simming since I am an SAB fanboy. I have the SAB transmitter case, which is awesome for travel, but a bit on the big size, the big side. There is one from Atomic that seems to be smaller size, good for traveling. Um, I would say wireless simming is a great way to convert the TV in a hotel to his simming monitor. One final thing, transmitters are common to have light bulbs powering them, so if you end up putting that in your check bag, the battery needs to come out of the backpack. Now, that's funny because did they? You know, we watched... Um, Chris Diamante and Nick Maxwell go through the yeah. check, the TSA check. Yeah, no, you don't have to take the battery out. Did they I didn't thought, take it out? Did they? Because they said no, because you have to take it are, apart. Yeah, batteries that are inside a device don't have to, take, don't have to be come no, out. You don't have to take yeah. the battery out of your laptop if it doesn't come out. Yeah, your phone, your phone. I, yeah, your iPad. I have, I have one of those lipo chargers. You know, like like those USB chargers. I'm sure there's a lipo in that. Yeah, yeah, right. Like your little battery, portable battery backup. Yeah. And actually pack. they had, they did have the, the lipos themselves, their stick packs and individually, you know, in the back. Actually, they just had them in a backpack and they just had to take them out. And I, I think it's because he flies spectrum, right? So on a DX9, you can remove the battery. Oh, you that's can why. remove it. Yeah. That's yeah. true. If it's yep. removable, you do have to remove it. But if it's not, you know, you're not going to sit there with, and, you know, uh, a three millimeter hex driver to take apart your V control. No, no. And, uh, for the rest of it, he says, you know, for the, mm-hmm. the traveling size, he, he's found that, you know, the 380 is like the biggest yeah. that he would, uh, tra- travel with. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. and again, we watched Diamante and Nick Maxwell travel with their large helicopters. They were going over to Germany and I don't know if it was because it was an international flight, but, 
you know, you're going to be wrapped up in a lot of time checking that stuff. Oh, yeah. So definitely be prepared for that. Uh, yeah, Maxwell was there for a while. And yeah. because he had his uh, F3C birds that yeah. are like, like they're full built, like they're built and yeah. flying. Like they're not, he didn't take them apart or nothing. I, and he put them in a box. I think maybe he took the blades off or something. But beyond that, like the fuselage. What and kind of case did he have? It was it huge. It looked like a coffin, dude. There was like two coffin size. Yeah. Was, they were big. What, 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 what was it? Was it wood? I think it was cardboard, though, right? It was like double walled thick cardboard yeah. or something. Like yep. the really heavy duty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I don't know if I even trust that, though. I don't know. I guess he's definitely done it before. Well, I mean, I think he has one helicopter in each box. Like, yeah. that's how much padding and everything. Like, they were wide. They are huge. Yeah. He had them on, like, this big dolly, like, you know. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder what that. I should. We should ask him. I wonder what that cost to ship. Oh, it's didn't he say it was $1,000? Like, no, didn't he say Did it was like, uh, five, six hundred bucks, I think, for that flight? I don't remember it. But, yeah, if you're. Yeah, I think it was something I, like that. Yeah, if you're recalling that, then that's probably what it was. Somewhere, because I think he said he mentioned it to us. Yeah, but okay, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I, dude, also I wanted to mention um, the one thing I did when I went to Florida one time was I sent my real flight transmitter down to Florida, and I had AccuRC loaded on my work laptop, and I just took mm-hmm. that with me on the plane. So I had the transmitter there when I got there, and you know I did some simming. On vacation, one of the times when I went down there. Nice. So it's also an alternative if you can ship it somewhere, you know, like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that it for website comments? Let's move it up to People Podbean. Okay, People Podbean, because you guys didn't do anything last week, there's a bunch of activity. (laughs) Our buddy Dennis Delisle. D. Delisle 81, he liked episode 193, the end of summer. So did Pete De La Cruz. Uh, so we might get an email down the road from Dennis uh, in response to something that Telerotor did. Um, <laughs> never know. Or some other random or some, podcast. Or some other podcast. <laughs> Your take on Trump <laughs> is ridiculous. Uh, you're talking, yeah. um, D. Delisle 81 also started following us. Um CNT Cope started following us. Loveless Marriage started following us. <laughs> um, nice. RC Helly started following us. Uh, La Familia Adams 2019. Bombable 4K. Helly Fun liked episode 195, Flying on the Road. And so did Mike Welch, our good buddy Mike. Uh, so thanks, everyone. Awesome. Thanks. All right, I'm going to read some Podbean comments here. Okay. Now, we I think we read this one. This was 15 days ago. I think we read this one mm-hmm. in the last show, but because there's a reply back to that, I'm just going to read that again. So Skids, 15 days ago, says, I wish we were cool enough to have Curtis and Tarek on the show. Laugh emoji, Kevin. Um, DDLL81 said 12 days ago, curse me and my computer skills, LOL. And I think this is when he commented on our show about another podcast. Okay. Uh, okay. And then Gray Eagle Jr. 11 days ago, in response to Skids, you know, stating I wish I was cool enough to have Ke- Curtis and Tarek, I need to visit your internet place. Okay. Uh, 10 days ago, Gray Eagle Jr. Oh, he did visit them, by the way. Yes, he did. Last oh, show. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Well, he visited 
Telerotor. I know that for sure. Nice. I think you visited the uh, Heliheads too. They read some stuff. Okay. Yeah, cool. The last episode. Yep. He's getting uh, around. I know. I don't want to read his emails anymore, then. <laughs> I know. Oh. I know. I thought he was exclusive, but I, I guess not. I feel like I got cheated on. I know. I still love you, dude. I still love you, Mr. Gray Eagle. <laughs> All right. Ten days ago, he wrote, A thing that orphans name of none. Only for guys on Buffalo adoption is. A baby? Awesome. With your own money, cheaper if stolen. Dr. Hatman gained so much assery of bad assery because safety fire. Job you did? Good. The Strato podcaster by Gibson, even better job is a fortune of sanity in this scary world. Eyes here with all my heart, and that's here, H E A R. Um, normal people boring, wingless eagles have no gray. Not my junior, the greatest for without a keep. Time the TikTok will only tell. Okay, that was the end of that one. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't think I understood that one. I know who he's talking about, the guy with the hat. That was Andy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't gain much assery. I don't get that. Bad assery? Oh, bad ass? Gain much assery of bad I assery. I don't know. Yeah. All right. JMNC11, three days ago, says, you should have named this episode How Brave in Honor of Sea's Transition. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> what? How brave in honor of Steve's transition? <laughs> uh, who made a comment? Someone made a comment. You made a comment, didn't you? Well, I said you, you got to stop with the transition talk. Yeah. <laughs> or Wesley Pennypack would be searching the internet for more pictures. Yeah. yeah. Wesley Pennypack is into that, I guess. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> you see what I mean, listeners? He pisses everybody off. Well, I mean, you got to, you got to, you got to hate someone on the show, right? And everybody loves you and Andy, so I guess I'll be take one for the team, right? Well, that's why I hate Bill, but I love you, Bill. But I hate you, Bill. (laughs) He's very confused. No comment. Um, Great Eagle Junior. Three days ago, and this will be the last comment here. It's a little bit of a long one, so let's uh, let's sit down and. Listen in. <laughs> Together, that time, specialness we spend. Arrives. Hello, neighbor. I shall remove shoes, but shoes not mine. While travel, discussing, discussion, listening, playing in traffic, great, but shift my focus to the epic Dr. Hatman on fire, a thing. My focus deeper into the sun, he said. Eyes, injury, no one in my shining. Don't blink, Dr. Hatman. Please, sir. I want to urchin from the ocean deep inside. No negativity for your baby heli skills. Do not never, never negate a negative in your heart. Please, no matter lack of skill said, Encourages all your voice of speaking. That same speaking outside take. 
and inside yourself to yourself talk just don't argue strong enough if it's not a tiktok fly many goals set happy no feet with soccer even if you have greatness always inside you also even guts and organs you own your university of mastery from the inside the end wow mm. i think he said i fly shitty i think he's saying that <laughs> you're saying you fly shitty that you shouldn't say you fly shitty that okay. you fly actually well i thought he said steve sucks <laughs> oh he did say that <laughs> no at least that's what i read no dude you read that so perfect though man you do a really good job of reading it yeah i have to say dr heli reader read job do good <laughs> whoa 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 Did we have eagle <laughs> gray eagle jr on the show no <laughs> this is a gray no eagle singer oh boy oh man <laughs> you said let's sit down and read i was like let's cozy up by the fire and read this crazy nonsense <laughs> oh man nice it's not crazy nonsense it's a bit crazy nonsense it's nonsense crazy <laughs> it's not nonsense nonsensical crazy <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right what do we have for itunes review we have an itunes review oh nice you lying no for real by small hellies by oh by smalls helly dollar sign it's entitled week in week out he says i started listening to the show in its infancy and have continued to be a loyal listener thanks for Thank the you. countless hours you donate to make your show, ball-busting, funny, and informative. Uh, and a big thanks for mentioning the inaugural... Inaug- inaugural? Inaugural? In a, in, 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 in what? In, inaugural. <laughs> what? In, in abominable? Abdominable. Abnominable? In, in abominable? Inaugural. <laughs> in, inaugural. I'm Inaug- laughing, but I can't say that. Inaugural fun... Inaugural? Fun fly. <laughs> We mentioned his inaugural fun fly at the Mile High Heli Showdown, which happened last August. And they had 35 registered pilots plus the famous A-Main flight team show up. Hey, look at that. Nice. Uh, thanks again, Adam Small. Five, awesome, Adam. Five stars. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Awesome. Well, Thank that's you awesome, so much. man. Thanks for leaving us a review. Yeah. All right. I want to thank Chris for taking the time to do this review and coming on the show and sharing it. It's great. Yeah. It's going to be back on. Yeah, um, hey, I just, uh, just technics, Nick Maxwell, you asked about the shipping costs. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it wasn't bad. He said it's a lot safer than sh- you're talking about flying, right? You were at, you saw him at the airport. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, he said he pre- prefers this way. It's a lot safer than shipping. Um, he said it was $200 each way. Well, Okay. Okay, that's not that's, too bad. That's really cheap. Yeah. That I don't was, think you could that even was to go to ship Germany? Those. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he, he said not too not too inexpensive, and he said it's safer than dealing with shipping and customs and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because then your stuff gets stuck and you never get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. imagine that. I can imagine. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you. All right. So thanks again, Chris. Let's uh, I guess it's time for the outro. All right. 
All right. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freeforce at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freeforce podcast. Check out our webpage, freeforcepodcast.show. Say hi to Rybert. Hey, Rybert. Hi. Yo. (laughs) All right. Flight test forms, off the field, audio and video production. Uh, Other than flight test podcast, freeforce podcast. Say hi to our good form manager, our friend. Hilda Flyer, a.k.a. David Hill. Hi, hey, David. David. All right. What's up, Dave? Fellow podcasters, Telerotor Podcast. Uh, Mike, Mike, and Mike. Sure. BKRC Podcast. Bert and Kyle. And Mike. RC Roundtable. Uh, Fitzter and Lee. Mm-hmm. And Mike. The, <laughs> the Heliheads Podcast. That's Mike Sobey, right? Or do I have it wrong? Yeah, Mike Sobey's on it, I think. Yeah. Kevin and Jimmy Jones. No. <laughs> who, who else? Ah, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Jones. Where have you gone to? Uh, hey, who else? Su- it's Kevin. Uh, it's Kevin. Kevin and, Mike uh, and uh, Daniel. Okay, Daniel. Those guys are doing a really good job, except oh! for Mike. And now they are on Apple, so I have finally subscribed to them. All right. Awesome. Four episodes. Downloading them all right now. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Skids Up podcast. Uh, Bueller. <laughs> uh, it's Paul, Javier, yeah, it's Frank, basically, and Scott. It's basically, okay. uh, uh, what is it? A full pitch with Paul. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see here. Uh, high Voltage. With Bobby Watts. Yep. And check out our friend Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Bill Ann. He's getting so big he needs a third channel. When is it coming out, Bill? I hope not. Yeah. Just don't even do just do I wanna I want a documentary like the, the life a, of Bill Ann. He should do a third channel and make videos just explaining what's gonna be in the other videos. No, just I want like a documentary spinal tap type video the life of bill ann man deep cut yeah i know it's going to be like 14 hours of him sitting in the easy chair and the lazy boy in the in let mom, me talk to you about F- and I <laughs> <laughs> oh man awesome yeah definitely bill, give him a- how many times have i told you to take that telescope in from the backyard oh man <laughs> He's going to kill me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's oh, going gonna, gonna to be one of those things, dude. It's going to be like, I'm going to get murdered. Bill's going to kill me. And they're going to be like, people are going to be like interviewing. You know, <laughs> it was just fun. Everybody. And they're going to be like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, be like, yeah, he, he we, deserved it. <laughs> we, we're surprised it didn't happen sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a nice guy. But yeah, we kind of surprised. It took him this long. All right. Sorry, Bill. Okay. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. See ya. There it is. There it is.
Yeah. How's it going, Kevin? Good, dude. I, How you feeling, buddy? I can, uh, I can speak. That's good. Which That'll a lot help. of people really don't like, but I still sound, I don't know. <laughs> I got a little, I still got a little bit of a something, man. I was just uh, talking about everybody loves you, Kevin. Dude, what Kevin's the hell? Who's, who's wading through trash over there? That's, that's Co-workers are like, Kevin's voice is back. God damn it. Yeah. No, all sure. the podcasters like, thank God Kevin's back on the show. <laughs> What's up, boys? Ah. Hey. Mr. Rybert. What up? What up, Rebert? What's up, Chris? What up? What up, what up, what up? Oh, it's Chris making all the noise. Yeah, I'm trying to find my... These headphones are shitty. I'm trying to find my other shitty iPod ones. 700 degrees, it's pretty hot. Go to bed! No. Go. I'm working. Go. I don't want to go to bed. (laughs) You're not the boss of me. One program is not recording. I don't think Abear is recording. One second, boys. Crash this. Uh, Re- catching up with Robert from the potato chip factory. Factory. I don't know. Sounds like he's. <laughs> sounds like he's. Are you laying down in newspaper? Like, what are you doing over there? Holy sound Nazi! <laughs> Dude, it's his we freaking... haven't even started yet. Who cares if he's making noise? <laughs> Dude, it's the previews. I want to see what what's going on. You know these what? I iTunes, this? This, these iTunes freaking headphones are so sensitive. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get all my tools out. I'm doing what other people do when they're in a podcast. I'm wrenching. Oh, boy. Quit Dude, your wrenching. If I let him get away with it now, he's going to do it through the whole show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Remember when the freaking uh, <laughs> Frank's freaking batteries? He, no, not Frank. Uh, <laughs> James. James Cadiz. <laughs> always charging. Like like it's <laughs> quad batteries out there, wasn't it? Wasn't it like an 1S inductress or some shit? <laughs> Beep. Like And I hope Peter comes out okay from all this shit. Yeah. Phone tech Pete. Yeah. Been in the hospital for like weeks now, isn't it? Over a month now. <clears throat> Has it been? Yeah. It's hard to only running at 25%. That's not good news. Well, my brain's only running at 5%. Huh? No, take a lap. That was me. <laughs> I thought if, it was fun. If I take a lap, my heart will be running at 5%. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds, like, a, sounds like an yeah. idiot would be uh, an upgrade from 5% brain activity. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I told you guys. Um, I'm going to a conference in LA, so I'll be away. I can probably do it from the hotel, but like it's unless we do it a little bit later, like 5 o'clock will be quite hard. I'll probably be leaving a conference at 5. That's fine, dude. I watched a couple more movies I haven't seen, so Andy and I will have plenty <clears throat> to talk about. Yeah, I'm sure all listeners will love that show anyways. They like the shows that I'm not on. No. No, it's true. I know, I was just saying no. I know, it's true. <laughs> just trying to make you feel better. 
Why? It's not true, dude. I think it is. No. No. Well, I don't care. I don't like it when you're not on the show. Well, thank you. Means I got to talk to Andy. Sorry, Andy. That's okay. We were I wouldn't want to talk to me either. We were kind of stumbling last time. The hell you think we were talking about movies for? 